0: Good afternoon and welcome to Let's Talk, The Pastor Is In. I'm program host Kip Allen. Let's Talk is the program for the Christian layman, the Lutheran who believes but has questions. In short, well, the program's designed for someone just like me. You know, there's a lot I don't understand, and it doesn't have to be anything soul shaking. It might just be something that's been on my mind for a while. And I find that rather getting into a deep theological chapter and verse discussion, sometimes a casual front porch style talk of the pastors, the best way to understanding. That's what this program's all about. Today's guest pastor is Andrew Preuss of St. Paul and Trinity Lutheran Churches up in Iowa. I've got my questions and I'm sure you've got yours as well. You can send your questions by email at any time to Talk at kfuo.org or Or call in during the program. If you're in the St. Louis area, that's 314-821-0850. That includes Metro East. Anywhere else in North America, toll free at 1-800-730-2727. Welcome to the Front Porch, Pastor. Hey,
1: good to be back.
0: Well, how's it been going up in Iowa? I remember when I lived there back in the, uh, let me think, it it would have been in the uh, early 80s. Uh the weather was very, very strange. <laughs> I seem to recall in march uh mid March it was almost like spring, and then in April it was the dead of winter complete with the blizzards.
1: oh yeah, yeah, that happens i mean that's that's actually um that sounds more like what what I grew up with in northern Minnesota, where you get uh March and April would just kind of play with your heart but it's you know it's uh today it's uh it feels really warm it's probably about 34 35 degrees outside and it's the first time it's been above freezing in in a while so
0: (laughs) only someone from the northern plains would say that the temperature in the 30s is warm
1: yeah well yeah (laughs) and and only in this time of year obviously in a few months then i'm not going to be saying this is warm but (laughs) so kind of like machiavelli you know with uh, his advice in ruling a people is to reward them with very small rewards so that they're very thankful for them. So, <laughs> so you know, you get a little bit of a break and you're, you think you're getting a suntan.
0: <clears throat> okay. I never quite thought of it in those terms, but I can see how that could be. <laughs> you know, Pastor, mm-hmm. something that's been on my mind recently, I've been, you know, following the news like a lot of people have. And one of the old curses of humanity has been raising its ugly head once again, and I speak specifically of anti-Semitism. Uh, we've seen it in places where we normally wouldn't expect it. You know, it's, rising, mm-hmm. it's raising its ugly head in the House of Representatives, and some people have been arguing that we're seeing it on college campuses more and more. And I'm, I'm wondering why this is. You know, and I, and I look back to Martin Luther. When he first started, excuse me. When he first started writing, he was very sympathetic to the Jews, mm-hmm. but later life he changed and became, um, dare I say, an anti-Semite. And in fact, some of his latter, uh, latter writings were used by the Nazis. Mm-hmm. So, what's the story on anti-Semitism? What's going on?
1: Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I I'd say the these terms, anti-Semitism and and even racism are they're often politically charged. Um and uh, what I mean by that is that there is uh if you hate your neighbor, that's called a sin. And uh, you know, the you, to, to say that you you hate someone because of the color of the skin, obviously that's a sin too. Um and that's a kind of a specific one. But I think it's easy to get caught up in all the 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 the, the political hype of it all. Um you know, as for Luther I think it's also helpful to understand kind of the context there that Luther was, uh, was very much, uh, a man of his times. Um, and, uh, it was very common to, uh, there was just more of a, of a, of a sense of, uh, cultural identity with, uh, with, with your kin. And, uh, and it was wrapped up with that culture. It was wrapped up in, in religion and stuff like that. And so it was, uh, it, it was, that was just kind of the world that they lived in. So, you know, to, to peg Luther as, as and use this kind of recent, relatively recent term, anti semite um, I don't think it's really fair. Uh, everyone hated the Jews, um, back then.
2: <laughs> you know, they
1: were kicked out of lots of nations. Uh, and that was just, that's just history. So, you know, the, there's, uh, it's easy to try to hype up Uh, things in the past with our current uh, standards so um, but you know with the anti-semitism are you referring to the that Muslim congresswoman from Minnesota
0: well I was starting to an extent I was uh, mm-hmm. but I'm seeing it in, in several other people uh who are in, in positions of power. And as I said, there's a tremendous rise on it in uh on college campuses. And uh mm-hmm. we're we're seeing it uh in a number of places. Remember there was that uh, synagogue not too long ago where some guy went in and shot a bunch of people and he, yeah. he was an extreme right winger.
1: hmm Yeah, and I mean and even the even the uh the whole spectrum of, like I remember when I was in, when I was in college, it's uh, I, I took I, I took this political psychology course, and this is a lot of these terms that we use um, are are kind of given to us and fed fed to us by by kind of leftist um, communist types, you know, who are they're going to speak of extreme, you know, the extreme right is going to be racist, whereas the extreme left is going to be. You know, communists and stuff. And it's just kind of, I think it's just kind of a simplistic, uh, linear model, um, which, which we should, we would do better to examine, um, as Christians to examine, well, why do, why would someone hate, um, someone because he's Jewish? Well, there are a couple of reasons why they might. Maybe there's the stereotype of, uh, of, you know, Jews having power which there's always a grain of truth to every stereotype. It doesn't do us any good to to deny uh, the, the the grains of truth, because it, may, it helps us better understand the lie behind it all and the hatred behind it all and the deceit behind it all. Um, but I think that as Christians, one thing that we, we could recognize is that when people express hatred toward a Jew, um, you, it's often for the same reason that they would express hatred toward a Christian. Um, especially in our day and age. And I think that that's why this is getting, uh, more attention, especially among conservative Christians. Um, you know, also you gotta, you gotta watch out for the, that, that strain of Christianity, that kind of fad of Christianity that talks about, you know, Zionism and, uh, this idea that the Jews are, have this special dispensation from God. Um, which really just kind of undermines the gospel promise and what Paul says that we are all children of Abraham through faith. So there's a lot of stuff that's kind of loaded into the whole hype of anti-Semitism, and so that that's where we, it would be good for us to kind of be sober about it and say, well, if someone hates someone because his because of his religion and then will we'll, uh, you know resort to violence, well, wh- what's really going on in that person's mind? Um, first of all, he's, uh, they're, they're taking, you know, they're, they're judging their neighbor um, and they're making, uh, they're, they're, they're taking matters into their own hands. Um, And so it's just, it's wrong to murder. It's wrong to kill people uh, based on your own prejudice toward that person. And I think that's the real evil, whether you're a Jew, whether you're black, whether, whatever, you know, Um, instead we should address things honestly. So I think that the, the kind of so-called anti-Semitism or what, you know, it's really just one manifestation of, of a a dishonest, lazy hatred toward the neighbor, you know, uh, where you just don't, you don't want to actually have to have a conversation and um, duke things out. So, um, but, you know, as far as with Luther, I mean, boy, there's so many things to address so many, uh, (laughs) uh, as far as Luther goes, I mean, there's, it's just when we look at history. I think the best way to look at history is not to try to glorify it, not to try to justify it, um, but to seek to understand it. Um, and, not, and then also definitely not to sit and put our noses up like, "Oh boy, Luther, Luther uh, was inspired the Nazis." Well, that's not true. The Nazis were inspired by their own hate, and they they use Luther's writings everyone knows that so um so yeah that's uh, i would i wouldn't say that um you know i, I think that the, the the whole question about luther is a very long discussion uh i would recommend if anyone is interested in a in a fair in a fair uh, analysis of it all uh heiko Oberman's book man uh man between god and the devil luther man between god and the devil it's a biography of luther and he's got a, a section in there that talks about the context of Luther writing the Jews in their lives, and um, and you know, if you actually if you actually read on the Jews in their lives, um, this is uh, it's interesting at the end that Luther doesn't really leave anyone standing. So it's sort of uh, he really goes after all anyone who would despise the word of God, and that this is the same thing that we all deserve to have our you know. To have our books taken away and stuff like that.
0: So, uh. well, let me let me put a little historical perspective on this, including some theological. And again, you as a pastor, please correct me if I'm getting this wrong. Um, when the Israelis were, when the Isra- Israelites were in exile, sent into exile into Babylon, mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying to recall if it's in Jeremiah or Isaiah where they are told to keep keep their own identity, but get along with the society with, with in which they are. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And yep. I th- I think, you know, if we could see it today. Uh, for example, I live in a neighborhood that's very heavily Jewish, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it's very obvious that there's a cultural uh, divide. I won't say divide, that's too strong a word, but there is a, a difference, a cultural difference I think is a much better They remain one. distinct. And then when you go to... Um, a little bit further on in the Middle Ages, you know, when the, the Catholic Church had uh, perpetrated the uh, blood libel of the Jews as a, as a whole being responsible mm-hmm. for Christ's death, and they were condemned for that. And in many, uh, many aspects, in many places in Europe, for example, Jews were forbidden from owning property, therefore they couldn't become yeomen. They, they migrated to the cities and became merchants. And further, mm-hmm. there was that papal decree that said that Christians could not loan money for interest, mm-hmm. which gave the entire banking industry to the to people who were not Christians, for example the jews mm-hmm. and uh I'm sure those things led to a lot of resentment back then
1: oh yeah, yeah, there's a long history and that, um and i don't and i i don't even know I am not one to ask about all of the history i do know i mean I, I do know that there is uh the one thing that I know about that I have noticed about kind of pre-modern, um, the pre-modern world is that you were identified uh, largely with where you come from. And so today, you know, this is like the worst thing in the world to do is to pre- be prejudiced to someone because of where he comes from, right? I mean, this is – it's awful. You can't do that. Stereotyping and all that, you know, it's just it's, – it's just all these – they're like the worst evils in the modern era, or the postmodern era, whatever you want to say. But back in the day, I mean, hundreds of years ago, this is just, you you were, this is how you were treated. And this is what's actually kind of interesting about Jesus. What's really interesting about Jesus is that he hangs out with Samaritans. You know, this is why it's so significant. But we don't quite grasp, I don't think that we quite grasp the significance of Jesus going and and uh sitting with tax collectors and sinners, you know, these are the sinners this is like a public stigma.
0: Oh yeah, you know? not only did and, he hang out with the uh, Samaritans and prostitutes and all, he even made friends with Romans.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the centurion and so it, it's very significant because this is just the way that people are by nature. So I guess what what, what, what I'm always just kinda of suspicious of, I'm always I'm always suspicious of the left in every way. And I'm suspicious of uh a certain value language that's used that sort of assumes a certain a certain uh, uh ethical uh um kind of uh, a mores, you know, so sort of uh a, a value system. And so when when the, the when I hear stuff about like, oh, there's a big problem with racism, anti Semitism and stuff like that and prejudice. Not that I'm endorsing racism and anti semitism, and I'm not denying that, yeah, sure, there are people there who are racist, you know there are people who who uh hate their neighbor because he is jewish and that and and that's wrong um but i'm what I'm suspicious about is the distraction that it that it it takes away from this kind of common plight of humanity that we're all in this. This disgusting, sinful condition, and that we can't really free ourselves from this sinful condition, and you know so there's this uh so I don't know when I look at i you know I hear about this this building past and it's all you know the, to to condemn bigotry of all kinds, and I just look at it as just a big i uh, I don't know what you, word to use to describe it's just a Nothing I look rubber. at it. What's that?
0: Nothing burger.
1: Yeah, I mean, exactly. That's a good word. I mean, it's just, it, you know, it's like a political move to try to, like, virtue signal. And, and both sides do it. I mean, the, the the liberals are just better at doing it, I guess. They're just, they're more used to doing it. But then conservatives will try to do it, too. And it's just kind of it's like, okay, well, how about um, debate the merits? And if someone says something against, I mean, I think, this is what always annoys me, I mean, I'm going on a little tangent here, I guess, but what annoys me is is when things become so publicized to the point where they're not but where i'm not I don't mind them being publicized, but to the point where they're not really articulating what's evil about it so so if you don't support Israel in and of itself, I mean that's a matter of debate that you can have disagreements on, you know you don't have to agree on who who we can have with whom we we should be in alliance you know i mean that, that those are things that people can disagree on but if there is something evil about what someone says about how you know uh, uh israel is bad and stuff like that well get to the core of it and i would say that what people are really getting at is that um that there is a there's an animosity toward the west and toward Certain virtues which just happen to be held by both
0: Christians and Jews, well, we talk um, about the judeo christian culture yeah and and uh, I, th- I think you 're quite correct there where Jews are often associated in the state of Israel is is uh, associated really with being the West mm-hmm. um, and then they are completely surrounded by a culture um, whose holy book condemns them. <laughs> You know, who yeah. actually says these people need to die?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah,
1: exactly. Well, and this is like so. This is kind of my point then. With the with with you know, we should we should always be careful to to identify what the real issue is and what the real evil is. Because if you look at, I mean, just to kind of get at you know what I've seen on the news, I've, I haven't watched that much on this, but I know that the way that the, the, the left wing kind of responded to this political move was, well, we should also condemn Islamophobia and all this stuff, you know? Well, so it's, it's really just a big, it's just a big banter about, you know, who's, who's more hateful than the other, you know? And it's just so abstract. And, and, and so I just, I really, you know, what is the, if someone calls me Islamophobic or homophobic or something, it's like, "Well, what are you? What are you even talking about? Can we talk about the merits of and the, 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 of what Islam teaches and whether it's true? You know, or with, with homosexuality? You know, can we actually talk about the the the, the morality of it? You probably
0: or can't. Just going, what's that? I said you probably can. I'm it, I'm in yeah. a series of debates on uh, Facebook that they uh, a fairly a fairly large left-wing gay community, and uh, wow. you know, I'm and I'm as far as they they're concerned, I'm 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 a hardcore homophobe. Why? Well, because I don't recognize gay marriage. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and it doesn't hurt them. It doesn't affect them. The civil authorities say they're married. Hey, that's cool. You know, that's none of my business. But the fact that I somehow don't celebrate it. Or support the right of uh, of an artist like uh, Jack Phillips to mm-hmm. refuse to use his talents to uh, to laud an action that he personally holds reprehensible, and so that that so they say, yeah, yeah, I'm a homophobe.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, and see that, and that's the way that that's the way that the world, the world specifically, which is very antagonistic toward Christianity, operates is that they. have they operate with this sort of identity kind of uh, – well, they call it identity politics. But even then, I mean, it's, you know, sure, fine. You you can't avoid the identity. I mean, I'm a Christian. I confess the truth. You're going to identify me as that. But th- there's this – so what I'm getting at is that um, – what I'm trying to explain here is that I – while certainly I I agree with you that, like, we shouldn't hate Jews because they're Jews, you know, um, that there's that we, that we should that these these prejudices which come from the sinful heart are evil, which manifest themselves in various kind of racist or or di- different kind of bigot bigotry is is bad. But I'm suspicious of those who use this as a way just to kind of l- win an argument, win kind of a power struggle argument, because they're going to use it, like you pointed out, to say that you hate homosexuals to say that you hate Muslims. Well, I mean, I do not approve of what homosexuals promote. I do not approve what Muslims promote. But see, this is the point that we've gotten in in the public discourse where if you speak against this stuff, now that makes you a bigot. So that's why I'm just a little cautious and a little suspicious to use the same words that they use and to play into their game because you know it's interesting if you if What I've noticed with a lot of, and I've seen Jews speak this way, that the, that they will say, they will call you anti-Semitic. And maybe not all of them will do this, but I've heard, I've heard Jews say this. They'll call you anti-Semitic if you say that the Old Testament is talking about Christ. If you say that the Old Testament is, is, that these specific prophecies are about Christ and not about the people of Israel, that makes you an anti-Semite. So I think that we got to just be careful with that term and understand that that's a very loaded term in many ways. We can understand it correctly from our perspective, but we just got to be wise about these kind of, you know, uh, socially and politically charged <laughs> kind of uh, debates that, that surround us.
0: Well, we got a question here from Lister, uh uh Jennifer. Uh, she asked, you know, why did the Catholics blame the Jews for Christ's death when it was written that he had that it had to be done to free us from sin. Now, I as I recall, again, please correct me if I'm wrong in this, but I think the justification for that was when uh, Pilate said, I find no guilt in this man, mm-hmm. and Caiaphas and the mob were insisting that he be crucified. I think it was Caiaphas, the high priest, who said, then let the blame fall on us. And uh-huh. I think that was the justification for it. And again, as I recall, that was actual Catholic, uh, Catholic doctrine until Vatican II and uh, John the XXIII uh, reversed it.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about all the dogma stuff there. But yeah, I mean, that would be the Bible passage that they say, so I mean, did the Jews crucify Jesus? Well, yeah, of course. That's what, I mean, it's right there in the Gospels. But the, the theological point, though, is that we did. We all did. And that's always been. I mean, even though you've had power, I mean, this is something too to understand about about the the history of the church. The church has undergone violence since the days of John the Baptist, and and that is and and that means that they there have been those who have used the church for political gain, and uh, and and there's a lot of complexities too with the struggles among peoples. Um, you know, it's not. And it, it's another thing too, this is is that with every struggle with every struggle among peoples between tribes or between uh different cultures it's not like there's just one oppressor and the other one is like totally innocent i mean it's it, you know i'm not i'm not defending everything that the that 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 the europeans in the middle ages did to the jews obviously um but it's i think that it, it does us well to you know really look at the history and see what's going on And instead of reading history in such a way where we're looking for a judgment to make, which I totally understand that approach because that's what I often am tempted to do, but to really just seek to understand what was going on, um, you know, and why, what these conflicts were about and to just get the reality of that time that you were identified with your kin, and with your culture, and with your religion. And these things were all kind of wrapped up together. But back to the the point about, you know, why they say that Jews ju- uh, crucified Jesus. Well, I mean, the, the, like I said, it's in the text, but also we confess in the Apostles' Creed that he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. So it's not like, it, you know, it, like this was always just the— uh, 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 like we always just kind of defected at, from ourselves always on to the Jews. I'm sure m- many people like that have existed, and that's because they're proud hypocrites, But uh, and they've always been around. But the Church, the doctrine has always been there. You can see it, the evidence of it in our hymnody and ancient hymns. I mean, take a look at O Sacred Head Now Wounded, which is kind of translated by Paul Gerhardt and sort of uh, revised by him, but it goes all the way back, I think, to Bernard of... Uh, uh, of um, Bernard um, the one of the Bernards I guess um and you know that's way back way back in the middle ages so i mean and and that talks about how we we see we look at the, the blood of jesus the wounds of christ the suffering of christ and it brings us to repentance because it because we are guilty of this so i think anyone who says that the jews crucified jesus and they use that as just a political kind of, you know, way to make them or social way to make themselves feel proud and, and, and hold 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 people in contempt. So they're just being hypocrites. Um, so so we shouldn't deny the historic fact that of course the Jewish leaders, you know, handed him over. They they, they were they were the one who ones who orchestrated it.
0: I mean, yeah, well, certain that. certain portions of the San Sanhedrin but by the same token there were other portions that uh, strongly supported Jesus and urged his release.
1: Sure, yeah, exactly. So I mean that so that's um so I mean to, to make an ethnic to make an to make a, a a a judgment on the ethnicity of the Jews based on that. Well, I mean that's that's obviously ridiculous. Um especially since I mean Jesus was a Jew, you know, uh-huh. that's kind of that's a, that's a pretty big detail right there <laughs> it is. you know so and all of his apostles were jews yeah. um and so so the, it, it, that that is just an insane uh uh you know route to take there um but there is something to say though uh, about the jewish um the jewish religion and that the, that is the jewish religion as we know it Um, I've got to ask you to
0: hold that thought here because we're we're coming up to a break at the bottom of the hour and we're going to be back very shortly and Pastor Preuss and I are talking about anti-Semitism
2: This is the day which the Lord has made
1: For the lonely and homebound, for the grieving and dying, and for all those who are afflicted in body, mind,
2: and spirit, especially for me.
1: Join us for a live broadcast of chapel at the LCMS International Center weekdays at 10 a.m. on KFUO. Worldwide
0: KFUO Radio salutes our day sponsors on this Friday, March 8th, 2019. Today's day sponsors are Dale and Sandy Decker. Today's day sponsors have made a contribution to Worldwide KFUO Radio in honor of their newest grandchild and little heart warrior, Benjamin Decker, son of Adam and Katie Decker, as they celebrate his first birthday today. Once again, we say thank you to Dale and Sandy Decker of St. Louis, Missouri. Today's Worldwide KFUO Day Sponsors.
2: Hi, I'm Gary Duncan, the General Manager of Worldwide KFUO. We promote our various programs. We ask you to listen to your favorite show. We ask you to support our broadcast ministry, and we thank you for that support. But maybe we don't ask you to pray for us as much as we should. Please pray for the staff, management, radio hosts, and volunteers here at Worldwide KFUO. Pray that the message of salvation through Christ is heard clearly by listeners around the world. Pray that we continue to reach into those areas that are hostile to the Word of God. Pray that KFUO continues to reach those people desperately needing to hear the good news message. And pray that God continues to bless us financially through the gifts we need to continue our broadcast ministry. Thank you for listening, supporting, and praying for Worldwide KFUO. You truly are appreciated. We are the messenger of good news, AM850 in St. Louis, worldwide at KFUO.org. Yad Vashem. Jerusalem's Holocaust Museum is a memorial to the six million Jews annihilated in Germany and Poland in World War II. In Hebrew, a memorial and a name, an idiom from Isaiah 56.5. I will give within my temple and its walls a memorial and a name.
1: But did you know, the museum honors the righteous among the nations,
0: planting trees to remember individuals who assisted the Jews. Corrie Ten Boom is one of those honored who, with her Dutch family, provided a hiding
1: place for Jews. When discovered, they were arrested and some spent months in a concentration camp, but Corey survived.
2: Her popular book, The Hiding Place, tells the story of her life in the camp. It's title, taken from Psalm 119, 114. You are my hiding place and my shield. I hope in your word.
1: Brought to you by Museum of the Bible
0: welcome back to let's talk the pastor is in i'm program host kip allen and the pastor joining me on the front porch here is pastor andrew voice of saint paul and trinity lutheran churches in iowa and we're discussing anti-semitism and boy that last uh that last uh announcement there from the Mu- museum of the bible really fit right in
1: mm. yeah yeah so uh, sorry, I wasn't really paying attention to that. <laughs> what was that about?
0: <laughs> they were talking about the Yad Vashem Memorial in Israel. Oh,
1: okay, yeah, uh,
0: sure. And I've actually been there. I've, I've actually seen the, uh, been to the Yad Vashem Memorial, and it is, oh, neat. it is soul shaking. Uh, you walk up there, and it's this this stark concrete building with a metal roof over it. Uh, and uh, as you walk up to the, the entrance, there's a, a statue of, uh, of a woman with her hands raised. And you can see the, the number on her wrist that the Nazis put on the, uh, on mm-hmm. the camp inmates. Uh-huh. And there's these huge iron doors that guard the, the entrance. And you go in there, and you're on a raised platform. And down below... The uh, floor is all made in black, with raised letters in white letters in English and uh, Hebrew, naming each one of the concentration camps, and the ashes of the dead are are interred underneath the floor, and it's uh, it is a soul shaking experience.
1: Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I mean that's uh, I think it was so remarkable. And so soul-shaking, as you say, about that whole, the, the, the genocide, the attempted genocide of, the the European Jews, um by Germany is that, I mean, Germany was, Germany is a Western country, yeah. you know? I mean, Russia, the USSR, I mean, they killed even more people, um, but they're kind of distant from us. They are, but yeah. Russia,
0: even back in the Tsarist times, you know, Russia had its own history of anti-Semitism, and uh, uh, Stalin was was blatantly anti-Semitic, you know. So we, and you look at the, even Western Europe, for example, the Vichy regime under uh, when the Germans conquered uh, Poland, the puppet regime that was, uh, pardon me, France, the puppet regime that was established in uh, in southern France under Marshal Pétain, uh, they were harsher. And more enthusiastic about rounding up their own Jews than the Germans were. In fact, the Germans actually told them to back off a little bit because they didn't have the transportation. Oh wow! I never, I've never heard that. Oh, it's uh it's 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 a uh, part of history. I'm, I'm something of a history buff, especially World War II. Oh, okay. So, so you got that?
1: There's a, yeah. There's a there's. I remember reading this book when I was a kid, and I don't remember much of it, but. Uh, but uh, the, the, the one tortured for Christ for he was a Jew and he was a Christian, he converted to Christianity and he was persecuted both by the Nazis and by the USSR. And, uh, I know, have you ever heard of that?
0: No, I haven't, but, uh, it, 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 I'd l- l- love to see that.
1: Yeah, you can, I mean, if you look up like just tortured for Christ mm. on Google, you'll find it, I'm sure. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's really it's difficult. A lot of the things he writes about are just difficult to listen to. Um but uh but yeah, I mean there's 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 been wickedness um there, there's always been this wickedness in the human nature. And I think that the reason why the this uh German uh the German uh uh, uh genocide of, of uh of the Jews um is uh, is so close to home, you know. That's well. That's why it, it really is soul shaking because it's so close to home. Mm-hmm. German is uh, a common ethnicity among among many Europeans, you know, even in England, um, and uh, that there's this, uh, you know, this Germany used to be a very strong Christian nation, and they were very much secularized. Uh, which I, I would, and I would really point to the secularization as one of the factors that led to this, mm-hmm. um, in the 18th, in the 18th, uh, 19th and 20th centuries, you had a great secularization going on with the German enlightenment. Um, God was basically just taken out of morality. Um, and, uh, so there's a lot of things to, to point out there. Um, and, uh. There was an antagonism toward the God of the Old Testament, um, as being, uh, uh, you know, just an ogre God. Um, so there are theolo- theological, uh, theological things there too. So, you know, there's, you know, it's it's kind of interesting. Whenever, whenever, what I've, what, what has always frustrated me is when I would hear someone, uh, when I'd hear like maybe a Catholic or someone from a different denomination, or even different religion criticized or holding to some belief, and uh as if I'm supposed to just say, yeah I know because they're 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 a different denomination and different religion, and yet that belief just happens to be one that I hold to as well <laughs> you know yeah, right. so so that's so I think a lot of the uh the, this uh antagonism toward Israel that you that you see today is really just an antagonism toward Western virtue, a lot of just kind of Western values, which Christians hold as well. well so you, I, you I sort agree of have this alliance, almost. You know, sort of at least political kind of alliance is sort of just has kind of happened through through the the decade.
0: Well, I think um, I, I think that a lot of a the lot criticism is uh, that is. Uh, you know, you hear about well it's okay to uh, you know being anti-Zionist or anti-Israel is not necessarily anti-Semitic. Uh, personally, I think anti-Semites use that as a cover for their own bigotry. Uh, and interestingly enough, I think a way to separate it. As I mentioned, I've been to Israel, um, and I was uh, on a uh, oh boy many years ago, but I was on a reporting assignment. And I had an interview with uh, Abba Eban, who at that time was the uh, foreign minister of Israel. And he told me something very interesting. He said that the United States had inadvertently become Zionism's worst enemy. The reason, oh, really? Yeah, the reason for that is that the concept of Zionism is that all Jews belong in the Holy Land. The United States was the one country that never actively persecuted Jews and american jews were considering themselves americans before they were considering themselves jewish.
1: Huh. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Now I've heard that and I you know and again I'm not as well read on you uh, on this stuff and I haven't been especially not recently. But uh I mean I I do in college I remember in college reading some things about about the zionism zionism movement and it wasn't necessarily a a very united kind of you know, just like with every movement, you have different radicals, uh, you have radicals in every movement. And, uh, so, so yeah, there is that sentiment that, you know, there's almost like a, uh, persecution is almost a good thing because it drives them down, drives them to flee and kind of promotes the the cause of Zionism. Um, I mean, my, my problem with Zionism is the theological, uh, 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 claims. And, uh, The claim that, uh, that Jesus is going to come back, uh, you know, this is historically known as Killeism or, or, uh, premillennialism or postmillennialism. This idea that Jesus is going to come back and, and rule in Jerusalem, um, you know, that's very, that, that, that is not taught in Scripture. The Scriptures talk about a new Jerusalem coming down from heaven, um, and, uh, and the, uh, and our confessions very clearly, Reject that. Well, isn't that a belief
0: held more by uh, by a certain sect of Christians? Because I think Jews Jews don't recognize Jesus as the Messiah. They think a Messiah will come, but they don't think it was Jesus.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, and this is how the the way that um, and this is very popular among Christians and among American evangelicals. um, This uh, this notion of uh, dispensationalism that there are different dispensations. Um, and, uh, where, where God's grace is available in different ways. And this is, you know, very many, many different types of dispensationalism. Even the, even the Roman Catholic kind of Vatican II, uh, program has their own kind of form of this. Um, where, so the, but, but the, with, with the dispensationalism of Zionism among Christians, the idea that the Jews have a special dispensation where they have, um by virtue of being Jews have this have this covenant with God um and uh and that they will be saved through that specific Abrahamic co- covenant and but we should be very very suspicious of that and not just suspicious but very you know uh we should reject that because that's just that contradicts what the scriptures teach that uh Abraham Abraham's faith is the faith, and the promise that Abraham trusted in is the promise of Christ, and that Christ is the seed. And I've, you know, it's interesting, if you ever, you know, if you want to look at, if you want to look at this from a theological perspective, um, just go on Google and look up debate between a Jew and a Christian. And what I always see in these debates, whenever I watch these debates, the Jews are so, like, they are, they don't hold... They don't pull any punches. They're very, they're very, uh, very bright. You know, they know their stuff. They know their scriptures. You know, they're, they're Hebrew really well. And the Christians are always kind of, um, they're they're they're, I think they're too nice <laughs> because they're they're not you know they're 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 uh, they're they're not keeping up with them in the intensity of it all. And but I remember the last one I watched. He was, I mean, he was calling, he was uh, calling uh, Paul anti-Semitic for saying that there's a veil over the faces of the Jews when they read the law, and that's it makes sense. They take offense to that, Um, and that's something we got to be prepared as Christians to just understand that. Yeah, we should live in peace with all people as much as it depends on us, and we should appeal to the the great benefit that the Jews have, as Paul says. Well. They have much in every way uh, the benefit because they have the oracles of God, and we should thank God that they do have that. It's really fun talking to devout Jews who read the Old Testament. If you ever run into them, it's very fun. If you're a Christian who is interested in the Old Testament and the fulfillment of it all in Christ, it's a fun thing. But what you see is that they... Often this anti-Semitism is conflated with disagreeing on who the Messiah is, and I've noticed that. That's why I'm just, you know, well, I, you know, I, 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 I agree with the spirit of what 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 you're condemning. You know, like I agree with condemning, you know, uh, hating those who are, uh, uh, you know, who are different from you. Sure, but that, that, that there's. We we also gotta be understand that this is often conf, what's often conflated with this is the idea that the Old Testament refers to Christ. And this is like in in scholarship, in biblical scholarship, um people avoid uh saying that the old testament refers to Christ uh often because they don't want to be charged with anti Semitism.
0: I have heard that argument before. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. So that's why I'm just a little suspicious of the use of the term even though I'm not saying that it doesn't exist, you know. And it you know the the what the, the what the what the Nazis did to to the Jews was was un, just unspeakable. Um uh and uh and it and it's good that we that we remember that, but we should also frankly remember what the what the what the Soviet Union did to the Christians. And we should remember what the we should remember what the the Young Turks did to the uh, to the Armenians
0: we only have Um, to look we only have to look in the Middle East right now to see what's happening to Christians
1: exactly and so and what's interesting though is that among the there it it is interesting to see sort of an outward um, sympathy from Jews um, towards Christians Um, one guy who I listen to once in a while is Ben Shapiro who's kind of become popular over the last few years and he you know he kind of sees this sort of this and then like Prager, he's a jew as well, you know conservative jew, and they you know they they see this alliance with Christians, and certainly there's it's there, but from it but while we can appreciate a lot of what these guys say because a lot of what they say is very good, and I've talked personally with Jews and heard amazing insights about the culture about about morality. Very good insight and it's 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 fun talking with them. But we we got to remember as Christians that we are not of the same spirit when it comes to the faith. Um and we and so while we should always live at peace with them as much as it depends on us and and love them, um we also got to remember to be honest um about about who Christ is and what the Bible actually does say.
0: Oh yeah, we i see that and i think you're 100 percent correct on that we as christians you know we have to recognize christ that's that's the basis of our faith okay. and of course you know as a christian as a lutheran you know i reject judaism's uh teaching about that mm-hmm. however i have a great respect for them as a culture and as a people and i will say i also pray for the conversion absolutely
1: yeah no and i i i mean it is something that like if you are a christian and you are reading your Bible and you are genuinely interested in the scriptures, you know, there should be a, almost naive. <laughs> I mean, if there's some, cause there's something very beautiful about being naive because it means that you love and that you're vulnerable in the love of Christ and you're willing to suffer wrong even. But, but what you, there should be like a, a, an excitement um, when you run across a Jew who actually believes you know, actually like believes that the, the old Testament or the Hebrew scriptures are God's word. Cause it's a very, it's a very fun, at least for, I mean, for me, it's very, I enjoy it. I always get excited when I meet a Jew who is not just a secular Jew, you know, um, but like, a uh, a religious, you know, uh, devout Jew. It, it's a very, it's a, yeah, it, I always find it very exciting.
0: Yeah. It can to, be a lot of fun. To to uh, a couple of Thanksgivings ago, um, <laughs> I was at a th- Thanksgiving dinner, and one of the guests there was a Catholic priest, and uh, he and I started discussing theology, <laughs> <laughs> and I-, I was having a great time, and I think he was, too. Now, my wife got all upset.
2: Oh, no, 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 don't start
0: arguing religion. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 we're not arguing. We are debating and learning. Yeah, good for you. That's <laughs> No, I agree. That's great. It's It's
1: fun. And if you I mean if you're confident it's also not that you don't take it seriously you do but if you're confident in the truth and you have peace with God you have a good conscience then you know you shouldn't there's no need to be afraid to sp- speak the truth in love and you'll oh, never be don't,
0: dissuaded
1: Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And so uh yeah so while we so while we condemn, you know, the, 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 I mean, r- really to get to the heart of what is so evil about, like, let's go back to, you mentioned the, the synagogue that was attacked. When was that? Was that like a half a year ago or? Yeah,
0: it was fairly recent.
1: Yeah, but like in the summer or something like that. Um, I mean, whoever did that, the guy who did that, I mean, obviously his mentality is, uh, is not run with an honest faith. In, in Christ. So, I mean, maybe the guy, I don't know if the guy claimed to be a Christian or what. Um, but you know, that there is, uh, there's, there's a fanaticism that loves to, and this is the devil does this all the time. The fanaticism that loves to, uh, 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 kind of like a parasite, uh, cling to religion because religion gets to the soul, right?
0: And that's and, uh, the dwelling place also of the old enemy.
1: Yeah, exactly. So so the devil loves to use the truth to advance his life. And uh that's it's as simple as that. And it manifests itself in all sorts of horrible things. And we just need to be aware of it and cautious of it.
0: Yeah, I think so. And it's you know, sometimes it it's easy to dislike or to hate uh I keep thinking when I'm when I start getting that way and when I start getting up a hatred or, or a disparagement of, of people, I think of something that Dr. Martin Luther King said, he said, hate is a heavy burden. I choose love.
1: Yeah, well, and the thing about love, too, is that love is a heavy is a heavier burden than hate. Um Love, as Paul says in First Corinthians thirteen, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, does not delight in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. That's a very difficult thing to do. Hate is actually—it's more natural to—and and, and we got to understand what hate is. I mean, hate in itself isn't bad, you know. Like it's an abstract thing. Oh yeah, you gotcha. can hate
0: evil. You can hate yeah, you murder. Hate you can exactly. hate abortion.
1: Exactly, exactly. So I mean, there's there's uh uh to but to to be the i think what's what's so evil about holding hate in your heart against against your neighbor against your and especially against your brother you know or you know those who are with whom you have to spend most time um is that it's 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 making yourself god um and uh that that's what I think is so evil about it is that. It's uh, you, you know you're justifying yourself in how you and how you judge and think toward those who <laughs> who might just annoy you and you know and that, and that that's one of the things too about like you know it, most hate and resentment doesn't it, it, yeah sure you have those who are like super uh, you know the kind of the super bigoted types who are going to go to the great lengths to kill people because of the color of their skin um okay yeah but most of the time in the most common way uh this sin manifests itself with those who are around you the most you know and that's why it's interesting how the scriptures speak often about loving your brother Yeah. You know, 'Cause because often your brother can be the hardest one to love
0: oh, you to meet my brother
1: yeah sure <laughs> My brothers are pretty easy to love, I have to say, but but not when you live with them. Yeah, I know. When you live with them, familiarity breeds contempt, and that's what I'm getting at.
0: Especially if you're the kid brother. Mm Hmm.
1: Yeah, I was. I mean, I guess I was both. I had four younger siblings and seven older ones, so that's a big one. uh, Yeah, yeah. So I was was, uh, in the middle of an ocean, I guess. But (laughs) but it was good. (laughs)
0: So. <laughs> yeah my brother was nine years older is he's, he's still alive he was nine years older than me he used okay. to sit on me sometimes <laughs> yep
1: yep older brothers do that okay sit on
0: you uh pastor preuss we're coming up to the final minute of the program any last thoughts
1: yeah i guess i i would say when it comes to when it comes to things that are kind of shaking everyone up, and the evil that, that, that shakes the world up, we as Christians should be wise as serpents and gentle as an innocent as doves, and the, and that is to uh, to really understand what the evil is and and to, uh, to remember that the real evil dwells within our hearts, and that is sin, and we need to repent and rely on Christ alone who fulfills the Scriptures and has taken our sin
0: away. Absolutely the truth, and there's so much out there and so much temptation, and uh, you know, the old Adam lives within us, and uh, the devil will exploit any opening that he can find, and boy, there's so much out there that can do it, mm-hmm. and that's something that we all have to bear in mind, uh, and I think as you pointed out, there's um, not just with the anti-Semitism, but we can look at something and say, this is incorrect without it being evil. And, uh, ah, that's a lot on one's mind. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so I want to thank you for joining the program, pastor. And, uh, we are we're just about running out of time here at, uh, in fact, we are out of time. I'll go, I'll even go farther than that. <laughs> but I want to say thank you so much for joining the uh, program today.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me again. Okay mm